Cause every little thing is gonna be alright LeBron, you're cancelled You're done You will no longer be the king in the NBA No more championships Probably no more conference finals You're done Just give up the crown now and save the embarrassment Because you're done LeBron James, you're over No more King James No more I'm the king, I run everything, you're done (sighs) Welcome back everybody To day two in the life, it feels good to be back Some crazy stuff has happened the last two weeks I don't even know how to fathom it It, it, I can't even comprehend what happened in the NBA the last two weeks But we're shaped This is happy Jordan Hausman Replacing sad Jordan Hausman on day two in the life of a day in the life. LeBron's done, guys. He's done. He left to go to the Lakers to win a championship with his third team to catch up to Michael. He didn't surround himself with anyone. He didn't even make the playoffs. They get AD and everyone jumps on the Laker train again. But then everything falls apart. He didn't get Kawhi. He didn't get Kyrie. They couldn't even get D'Angelo Russell. I don't understand why everyone is so high on the Lakers. They won't be that good. They, They are probably a playoff team, but I just don't ever see the Lakers, with LeBron as their best player, being on the decline as a championship team. So, LeBron, I just want to say, fuck you. Honestly, fuck you. I've had enough of you. We've all had enough of you. Running the league, firing coaches, firing GMs, switching teams, making other players leave other teams. We're done with you. LeBron, we're done. And you're done. And you might not think you're done, but you're done. And you're just going to have to make Anthony Davis' career turn the wrong way now. Because you still think you're the best player. And he probably is the best player on the team. And you're just going to take all the shots and blame everyone else and get your coach fired. How long will Frank Vogel last? <laughs> Over, under 20 games? 30 games? I don't know. But I would bet that he doesn't make the season, end the season as the Lakers head coach. And I, I, I don't know what LeBron is doing. Otherwise, signing the same exact players he signed to his team last season didn't work. He re-signed Rondo. He re-signed Colwell Pope. They signed a bunch of bums. They re-signed, they signed Cousins, thinking that'll help them. They're just going to be a shit show, the Lakers. An absolute shit show. And I can't wait to see it, honestly. I'm so excited to see LeBron's demise. For all the people that love him, for all the people that think he's greater than Jordan, hey, maybe he is. But he's a different type of person. And that's what it's about. He's a different type of guy. He doesn't make you feel as good inside. He doesn't make you feel like the Raptors fans felt for Kawhi. He doesn't make you feel like Bulls fans feel for Jordan. (coughs) He's just a bad man. And I'm so happy to see what's about to go on. Because they won't win. They won't. I'll be surprised if they make the conference finals. I'll be surprised if LeBron plays more than 60 games. I'll be surprised if Anthony Davis plays more than 60 games. And the rest of their team isn't that good. I don't want to hear Danny Green's that good. I don't want to hear Kyle Kuzma's that good. Rajon Rondo. DeMarcus Cousins. Like These are all older... Washed up guys in the league. And they suck. 
and LeBron's just going to prance around playing his LeBron-style basketball when the league has changed. It's a new style, and he's not equipped to it, and he just surrounds himself with the best players in the league to try to make it like, oh, my style works, but it doesn't, and he's done. And his throne is over, and it's a great day to be an NBA fan. Wow. Kawhi Leonard? Kawhi Leonard, my guy. Thank you. Thank you for not doing the wrong thing. You had me scared for a sec. I mean, everyone thought he was going to go to the Lakers or the Raptors at a point. Like, towards the end, it was like, oh, Clippers are out. Everyone's saying Clippers are out. Even on day one in the life, I said, he's probably going to go to the Clippers. And I was right, obviously. He restored the balance in the league. He didn't follow the super team. He didn't go to the team that would have been the best. If he went to the Lakers, they are winning for the next three years in a row. Because of him, not because of LeBron, not because of AD, but when you pair two guys like that next to the best player in the league in Kawhi Leonard, they win. And I just want to say thank you personally to Kawhi. If you're listening, Kawhi, thank you. You could have did all the wrong things. You could have stayed in Toronto, and that, would have been, that wouldn't have been too terrible. But then, yeah, Kawhi Leonard, you're a superstar, you're the best basketball player most of us has ever seen, and you would have been playing in Toronto. You deserve more than that, Kawhi. And yeah, you could have went to the Lakers and been on Showtime, but you cannot pair up with the guy you're trying to surpass. You cannot pair up with a guy like LeBron James. You are the guy. So he did something smart. He reached out to a lot of people. I heard he reached out to Durant. I heard he reached out to Irving. I heard he reached out to... He did reach out to Paul George, and that's who they got. And now the Clippers are by far the favorite to win the championship. They still might win three years in a row with this team. They are absolutely stacked. Even if they didn't get Paul George, they would still be the favorite. That team won two games against the Warriors with Durant in the playoffs that year without him. Without Tobias Harris as well. They play hard. They're coached well. They know what they're doing and they're young. And I don't, I don't even think that a team has a chance of winning more than, especially a team that comes out of the East, more than one game in the final next year if the Clippers stay healthy. They don't. Kawhi, Paul George, Patrick Beverly. Montrez Harrell, Zubak, Lou Williams, Shamit. They just somehow signed Jermichael Green to less than $10 million over two years when everyone else in the league is making more than that. And he's a really good player. They just have the best bench in the league. They have the best defense in the league. And now they have the best player in the league. They have a really good coach. They play in LA. They should win. They are the favorite. Kawhi Leonard saved it. He saved it. I mean, I'm sure I would have rather him go without Paul George and create his own destiny and still win on his own and be like, yeah, LeBron, yeah, KD, go team up with everyone else and still win and be the greatest. That's what everyone wants to see, but I, I understand that it's, it, it looks tough when you look around the league and see all these teams and you're like, I might need someone else. It's hard to do what I did last year. And so, yeah, he got Paul George. Great pick. Great pick. Great. Like he's a, Paul George is a top 10 player, arguably top 5. I know I'm going to get shit on for that, but he was a top 5 player at that po- at a point. And they are by far the favorite in a league now that a lot of people could win. Free agency was insane. The Jazz got better. I think the Warriors got better. Not including the whole Durant thing cuz he was out the door. Everyone knew he was out the door. Just from the top to bottom down in the West, they the West is so good. You have the Nuggets, the Rockets, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Jazz, the Warriors, the Trailblazers got better. 
you just never seen a really a conference like this before, and I think everyone is really excited to see it. And so, yeah, we're going to dive into some free agency. It's going to be a fun podcast, not as long as the last one. And we're going to talk about what made me the happiest man in the world around a week and a half ago. But before that, we have a vape break, and the new rule is you have to vape with me. I'm not the only one vaping. I need you to vape with me. You deserve to get nicked also. I'm not the only one that deserves to be up in the clouds. So yeah, let's do it. Those were a good three rips and I needed it. Yes, I'm sitting in an apartment alone in New York City. Yes, I got off of work really early. Yes, I have probably mental problems. Yes, Kevin Durant is on the Brooklyn Nets. Am I happy, you may ask? No. I'm content. I'll be happy when we win a championship. I'll be happy when Kevin Durant steps on the floor. I'll be happy when I go back to school and see my friends and just smile and they know what I'm thinking. And they smile back because they're like, in the back of their heads happy for me. But, you know, they're like, damn, we're going to have to hear Hausman talk about Kevin Durant now for the next four years. Because, yeah, you do. You do because we got Kevin Durant. We got Kyrie Irving. It all worked. We had a rebuild in, we had a rebuild in literally three years. Shaw Marks is an absolute genius. We kept our core. We didn't trade anyone to get either of these guys. No one expected it. And I'm just fucking proud of my team to do all that. I've been following this. I've been following every single move. And then I'll say to someone, oh, you see the trade Sean Marks made for Alan Crabb? What a good move. It's setting us up. They're like, yeah, yeah, you're a Nets fan. Nets are ever gonna, never going to be anything. Well, now we're something. Now we are the team of New York. I'm so sick of hearing about the New York Knicks. And listen... Not the worst soft season in the world, but yeah, you didn't you didn't hit the jackpot. You're not the Brooklyn Nets. You don't have Kevin Durant. You have Julius Randle. You don't have Kyrie Irving. You have Alfred Payton. You don't have Kenny Atkinson. You have David Fisdale, and you don't have Sean Marks. You have Scott Perry. The Knicks are a joke. The Nets are on the rise. So going, we'll talk about the Nets for a little bit. I'm a little worried. They're not, they're going to have extremely high expectations this year. But they don't deserve to have that. The team added Torian Prince. And, you know, one or two other guys like Gary Temple, Wilson Chandler, and Kyrie Irving. So like Torian Prince is the guy that's going to contribute there. He's a good player. But we pretty much have the same team we had last year. Just substitute Kyrie Irving and D'Angelo Russell on the team last year. Wasn't that good. We were good enough. We made the playoffs. We showed everyone what we could do. We danced on the sidelines. We made jokes. We got Jimmy Butler thrown out of a game. Respect to Jared Dully. We'll miss you forever, man. But I'm worried that things might go wrong quickly. We might, let's say we go 4-10 and to start the season. People are going to start freaking out, asking Kevin Durant questions. You know, uh, Kyrie Irving's a uh, freaking head case. 
And I don't even know what I think about him yet because I love D'Angelo. It's hard to watch him leave. I'm happy he's in a good situation with the Warriors. But I'm worried that Kyrie Irving isn't going to be able to carry the load. You know, this team isn't as good as that Celtics team was with, like, the rest of the team. I mean, I'm happy we got DeAndre Jordan, but Jared Allen's better than him. You know, how, how Does DeAndre Jordan play 20 minutes a game and 50 games a season? I, I don't know what his deal is. He shoots 30% from the free throw line. That's all, I, that's all anyone knows about him. You know, he's Kevin Durant's boy. <laughs> that's good enough for me. I, I, I'm worried that this year could go wrong in many ways, but everyone just needs to keep your cool for the next year. I will be doing a podcast a year from today, and Kevin Durant probably will st- still not play a game as a Brooklyn Net. And that's fine. We have him for three more years after that with the East wide open. Again, thank you, Kawhi Leonard, for leaving the East wide open for my Brooklyn Nets to make it to the finals the next three years. It feels good. I don't want to hear the Bucks are that good. They had a terrible offseason. They lost Brogdon, who is one of their most important players, and then paid their second best player max, super max money. And Chris Middleton is like... He's like the guy on the really bad varsity basketball team that like your team beats every time that drops 18 and you respect that guy but he hates his life he hates playing for that team and he's not that good but he's their best player and that's what Middleton is he's just okay he's pretty good he can hit threes he can defend but there's a lot of people that could do that and they paid him the max because they're worried that Giannis is going to be unhappy which he probably will be in two years and he will leave so Kevin Durant won't play for another year. I mean, if anyone knows me, I'm super superstitious. And there's like not a 1%, like a 10% thing in the back of my head that thinks, yeah, Kevin Durant will be back come, you know, game 70, game 80, maybe for the playoffs and just shock the East. But he probably won't be. And Kyrie's just got to hold down the fort. He's got to make players like Kyrie Slavert better, like Jared Allen better. Joe Harrison Dinwiddie need to teach Kyrie how to be a net. Torian Prince, I'm sure, will fit in pretty well. DeAndre Jordan will fit in pretty well. Kyrie has just got to hold down the fort. And him and Kenny Atkinson need to get along. I mean, Kyrie's not the type of guy that likes to be confronted by his coach, and Kenny Atkinson is the type of coach to confront his players. Kenny Atkinson used to bench D'Angelo Russell in the fourth quarter from six minutes left to zero minutes left in the end of games for the first 20 games of the season. You know why? Because D'Angelo wasn't going for rebounds. D'Angelo wasn't playing defense. I would love to see what Ky- how Kyrie Irving reacts if Kenny Atkinson takes him out, tell him he's not playing defense, and then we lose the game and he doesn't play. You could think that's a bad coach, but that's a great coach. That's a coach looking at the future, looking to make people better, and that's what Kenny is, and I'm excited to see them get along. Or hopefully they'll get along. Now going to the Knicks. <laughs> In New York, they don't have Zion, Katie, or Kyrie. Yeah, they had a terrible, 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 terrible. From the draft on to now, it seems like everything went wrong. They could have, like, that could have went wrong. I'm proud of them for not caving in and paying people like Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris and Chris Middleton the max. That's how you get stuck forever. And they didn't. They've, they've been known to do that. They've done that with Amari Stoudemire and Eddie Curry, if you remember way back in the day. I mean, they're just used to paying guys like Jamal Crawford. 
But they didn't. And they signed a lot of young players. For not that much, I mean... It seems like a lot, but the market value for Bobby Porter's is $15 million. Unfortunately, that's the way the NBA is, and they paid him $15 million. They paid Julius Randle $20 million, which is his market value, and they wouldn't pay anyone more than what Julius Randle's market value was. But I like those two signings, but the rest, it's like, what are they doing? What, you're signing Alfred Payton so he could play over Dennis Smith Jr.? What, you're signing Reggie Bullock so he could play over R.J. Barrett? Are you signing Wayne Ellington so he could play over R.J. Barrett? Because these guys might be better than R.J. Barrett is right now. But you need to play R.J. End of story. You picked him third. They're, they were signing the worst. Like, oh, Reggie Bullock, Alfred, Alfred Payton, and Wayne Ellington. And they're making more money than you would think. I, I don't know the exact numbers, but it's between 5 and $10 million a year. To me, if I'm the Knicks, I'm leaving that cap space open. In case something happens, like it just happened with the Paul George thing. And hey, maybe you would have Russell Westbrook ready to come in without having nothing to trade for him. You, you just have to have more flexibility if you're the Knicks. In the second, they realized they lost on their end and they knew they weren't getting Kawhi because they just, they'd really know like what people think of them like at the end of the day. And they'd know what Kawhi probably thought of them. So they just stopped trying. And they went out and tried to sign people before they lost people. Like lost all the people to other teams. But it's just better to have flexibility when your team's going to be bad anyway. And so they lost. Yeah, I mean, Julius Randle could be okay. Bobby Porters could be okay. Taj Gibson, I didn't hate the signing. He could maybe be a veteran in the locker room to teach some of the younger guys like Mitch and Kevin Knox. But yeah, the Knicks struck out completely. They didn't get Zion. They didn't get KD. They didn't get Kyrie. Like I was been following the whole entire year that my Brooklyn Nets were creating this culture and people are sleeping on them because everyone the whole year, even me, I would tell my friends, don't worry, Katie's going to the Knicks. Because I thought Kevin Durant was just that type of per- person. I thought he was thought he was going to win his third in Golden State, tie LeBron, and then become the best basketball player of all time by winning a championship on the New York Knicks. But things changed, and I think Kevin Durant finally became rational for a second. He did. And he was like, wait... I'm coming off an injury. The Knicks have a terrible organization. Their young players won't be good for three to four years. I should probably go play for someone that's ready to go now with an all-star point guard that's been wanting to play there. And he did. And so that affected the Knicks, that affected the Nets, and that's it. But there's a lot of things I could talk about free agency. You know, like who's the favorite? Like I said before, the Clippers. You know, I think people are sleeping on the Warriors. I think people are sleeping on the Jazz. I don't think the Bucks are as good as everyone else thinks. You know, like maybe the Heat could make a run for it this year in the East, not like the championship or the the finals if they get Westbrook and Jimmy Butler. And, you know, I'm everyone's kind of rooting for Westbrook now. We all feel bad because we all feel bad for Westbrook because what I'm about to get into is he was real. He stuck with the team he went to. Everyone listening, don't we all miss people like Kobe Bryant playing for the Lakers for 20 years? Derek Jeter, 20 years, Yankees. Dirk Nowitzki, 20 years maths. Tim Duncan, 20 years Spurs. When you're really connected to the player and like that's part of your team. I'll tell you this right now. If you're a fan of a team, don't get attached to any of your players. They'll be gone in a second. It's, it's out of control how you can't get attached. And then everyone calls these guys bad guys and all this stuff. It's just no, all these NBA players are drama queens. 
and they they feel the obligation to always make their life better, always get better, always want to win more, ring chasing. There's something to be said about what Dame Lillard just did, re-signing that contract, that Russell Westbrook has spent 11 years, and he decided to stay in Oklahoma City. If you want to be the best, be the best on your own and beat the best. And now it's like you have Kawhi Leonard playing for his third team, Kevin Durant playing for his third team, LeBron James playing for his third team. It doesn't make them a special. And everyone knows that. There's something about Kobe Bryant. Like, LeBron could have came in and won, what's his contract, four years, and won four championships in a row. And he still wouldn't be as loved as Kobe Bryant is in LA because guess what? LeBron's not a Laker. He's a Laker right now, but he's not a Laker. And that's why I think it's stupid that all these people are retiring, like the Warriors are retiring all these jerseys. It's like, is Durant really a Warrior? He never even felt like he was a Warrior when he was there. That's clearly why he left. He felt like an outsider. Was Iguodala a Warrior? No, he played for five teams before that and just got put in the right situation. Yeah, he was integral to the winning. But should his number be retired? No. People's number should be retired if they played for more than half of their career on that team or the whole career. And it's just insane how in the NBA these days, everyone is just leaving. And they're just so, like, no one wants to stick with their team. I root for the Nets because I want to see the players that we had from the beginning stay till the end. And it was it was heart-wrenching to watch us lose eight players this like this offseason. We lost guys like Ronda Hollis-Jefferson, Jared Dudley. Guys that have been there for a while. And, like, you know, that made this. D'Angelo Russell came in on the bottom and ended out on the top, and now he has to leave because we don't want him anymore. So we got Kyrie Irving. And, yeah, I'm all for Kyrie if he brings over Durant, which he did. But I would have loved to see Russell resign and be a net and find his real place. Like, is Kyrie a net yet? No, he's a Cleveland Cavalier. He's definitely not a Boston Celtic. No player really has their own team and their own identity. There's only a couple in the league left. Dame Lillard, Westbrook, but he's not. Westbrook's about to be traded. I miss that. Rookies, if you're listening to this, stay on your team. Make the fans love you. Be important to a city. Be what Tim Duncan was. Be what Kobe Bryant was. That's how you leave a legacy. And I think it just kind of... It kind of represents how the NBA is these days with fans. I mean, the NBA is bigger than it ever has been. And I think it's because that fans are obsessed with players now. They don't root for teams. Like, you know, some people are more sad to see Kevin Durant lose than to see the Warriors lose. Some people are sad to see Russell Westbrook lose than the Thunder actually be bad. Some people, even though Westbrook has been on the Thunder for 11 years, they'll be super happy to see Russell Westbrook traded from the Thunder to a team that's a contender because they're a Russell Westbrook fan. And I, I've been seeing more and more fans of players than teams. Stop doing that. Root for a team. Don't be fake. You can have favorite players. I have a lot of favorite players. Kawhi is one of my favorite players, and he was one of my favorite players before all this. And I'm not going to brag about it, but he was. And during the hurt year, he was. And I backed him up, but there's a lot of guys that are like, my favorite players in the league but at the end of the day I'm a Nets fan and whoever's on the Nets that's who I'm rooting for and I want those guys to stay on the team forever Nicholas Claxton our second round pick we just picked out of Georgia barely know anything about him hope he's a net for life I hope we're all just done and sick of tired of 
watching these people come and go and using our cities and teams, Miami, I'm sure you felt the hurt after LeBron left because it's like, yeah, he came here, he played with our star in Dwayne Wade, our legacy guy, got a ring, and before he could even give us, like, a chance when things get hard, he leaves. Whenever anything gets hard, they leave. And it says a lot about them. They just always need to be in the best situation at all times, and they start controlling free agency and calling people that are on three-year contracts like Kawhi Leonard just did. It's not all right, and I need a vape break because of it, because it's pissing me off. Wait, everyone said yours too. I'm not kidding. If you're in your car next to your mom, hit your jewel. If you're in your office listening to my podcast next to your boss during the vape break, hit it and blow the cloud in your boss's face. If you're taking your son to soccer practice and I have a vape break, you hit the vape and then tell your son what the vape is, tell him what my podcast is, and tell him to get involved in this whole vape break thing. Alright, so everyone, do your thing. Feeling good, feeling good. And that vape break concludes free agency for now. We'll talk more. There's a lot still left to happen. You know, my main man Carmelo is not on a team. Amari Stoudemire is trying to get back in the league. There's a lot of things still left to be happen. happen. I mean, I'm sure Westbrook's going to get traded. A lot of things are still going to go on. But I've had enough of basketball for now. My closing remarks will just be, thank you, Kevin Durant, for making me a content man. Thank you, Kawhi Leonard, for making balance in the NBA for once. And it's not real balance, because they're going to win. But it's hope. You're giving all the other teams hope again. And fuck you, LeBron James. We've all had enough. You are no longer the king. And I'll say this here, and anyone can quote me on this, LeBron James will never win another championship being the best player on his team. Or for the Lakers. Either or. They will never win. Especially with the league this is now. LeBron James will never win. And we all just want to say to LeBron, on three, one, two, three, fuck you. All right, so now let's get into some, like, different type of sports, you know. I've been watching a lot of Wimbledon. I love tennis. There's nothing better to waking up than seeing tennis. I don't know how these people do it, especially the men. The men hit the ball so hard, they run back and forth on the stop, and they play five sets for four hours. I wouldn't be able to play one game, not even a set a game, before getting tired. These guys amaze me. And it kind of sucks that... Three guys dominate the whole entire, like, sport. Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer. But, you know, they're brands, and they're awesome people. And they just dominate it, and no one really else has a chance. I mean, they could beat one of them, but one of the three will probably win every Grand Slam for the next three years. And they've already been winning it for the last ten. I mean, aren't we all just waiting for that U.S. men's tennis player to surprise us? Like, Sam Query to win the Wimbledon. Like, that would be sick. Tennis is awesome. It's one guy. You know, it's not like the U.S. women's soccer team where we're just better than, like, the whole team is just dominantly better. Like, it's one guy representing the country and winning. And so I just want to say this. If you're listening, start playing some tennis. We need some U.S. tennis players. And I love Wimbledon. My picks for this tournament are I'm going to have to go with Djokovic. He's a heavy favorite, but I've watched him dominant. I mean, I think it's going to be him and Federer. 
Nadal has also played really well, and I've, I mean, I've seen some other guys play well, like uh, Raonic, and I saw Kevin Anderson got knocked out pretty early, Del Potro, but yeah, I mean, I don't see too many people, Query's still in it, hopefully he has a chance, but, you know, there's eight people left, on the woman's side, I, I think Halep's gonna win it over Serena, Serena lost a step or two, Halep's the number one ranked player in the in the world right now, even though she's seven in Wimbledon, and she's been playing, she's been hot, and there, she doesn't have a tough path, and they'll probably meet up in the Wimbledon final, but yeah, I think Halep takes it over Serena, but I think it's pretty much a lock. There's also going to be like around eight to four women's tennis players left, but I think Serena and Halep will meet in the finals, and the, that'll be that, and whoever wins wins, I might be wrong, you know, I guess I should root for Serena, but I, I like to see the throne get taken down, as we all know. And, yeah, that's pretty much my Wimbledon take. I love it. It's just such a great sport. I love how they wear all white. I love staring at the crowd and watching their head go left, right, left, right, left, right, clap, then be silent and wait for the next serve. It's awesome. It's awesome they play on grass. Everything about tennis is awesome. And if you don't like tennis, start to watch it. It's awesome. (laughs) If I didn't say this, it's awesome. But, yeah. Now, last night was the Home Run Derby, and it was probably the best Home Run Derby we've had since the Aaron Judge one, and with the new format and everything. Last night was crazy fun. Crazy fun. They hit dingers. They've hit, they hit more home runs last night than we've ever seen people hit. I mean, it was, like, nonstop, and, like, so much where the broadcasters weren't even saying, like, oh, second home run. Oh, he hit the third home run. It's like they couldn't because there was too many, and that would have just taken away from the actual broadcast. Vlad Guerrero Jr. put on a show when he should be the champion, even though Pete Alonso won. As we all know from the first podcast, I love Pete Alonso. He's a Gator, Gator alum. I threw him batting practice. I threw the home run derby, derby champion batting practice, and I, you know, I guess it's kind of cool. Not really, though. There's other cool things. Like, I've won, like, around four Fortnite games before. But Vladimir Guerrero should have won. He hit 35 more home runs than... Pete Alonso did, it just Vladimir Guerrero was dead by the time they got to the last round because he had the triple overtime against Shock Peterson. And, you know, you have such an advantage going second. Like, in the first round, Alonso only had to hit 14 and then stop because the guy against him hit 13. Like, when you go second, you just don't have to swing as much. You could stop early. Like, when Judge won the whole thing two years ago, he hit the homer that won and stopped. Like, same with Alonso last night. You just stop. And Vladimir Guerrero had to put up 29 and then put up... He had to put up 29 in his four minutes and then put up eight in his next uh, thing. And then he hit a home run in, like, the... He hit eight in the next minute, which was with the overtime. Then the second overtime was you get three swings and, you, you know, there's no time limit. And it's how many home runs. Then he hit one home run and then Jock Peterson hit the home run. It might have been two. I don't know. Guerrero won in the third or fourth overtime. It was insane. Him and Peterson put on a show. Congrats to Jock Peterson, too. That was awesome. It was awesome. And the MLB All-Star game is kind of awesome how they all, you know, it's very cultural with all the people from different countries that play in the game. And they all sit there on the side and they root for it and everything. I, I just don't understand how if you're a GM of a baseball team, you let one of your best players do that. I mean, how bad is that for your swing? Vladimir Guerrero hit 91 home runs last night. Probably on like 150 swings. And he's like, you know, the pitching's slow. So he's really putting the force in it. Like, that's not a natural swing. 
and it could it could come back to haunt him. I hope it doesn't. I hope Pete Alonso doesn't get haunted by this. But it, it has happened in the past. It happened to Pujols. It happened to David Wright. I mean, but yeah, it's just crazy to see how many home runs all these guys are hitting. It's an, and Justin Verlander said last night, you know, whether you believe it or not, the balls are juiced. And then Bud Seeley came out. If anyone doesn't know baseball that well, that's the commissioner. Him and Robert Manfred. Him and Manfred came out and said, it's a different baseball this year, but they're not juiced. Whatever that's supposed to mean. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they just want more hitting. They want more people to watch. I think it was clear last night they might have used different baseballs for sure. I mean, the baseballs last night could have been, like, three times the baseballs they used in the real game regarding the pop. Like, some of those balls that Guerrero hit, I was like, Jesus Christ. I wanted Ronald Acuna Jr. to win just because he's swaggy. There's no other reason. He's a fun player. But baseball, that was awesome last night, another All-Star Games tonight, and it has no meaning anymore. It used to mean who was home in the World Series. Now it has none, and it's kind of stupid. Every pitcher pitches like an inning. The people that get in it aren't deserving and I mean, most are, but some aren't. Because every person, every player from one team has to make it. Because there's bum-ass organizations like the Tampa Bay Rays. And like, I don't even know another one. Miami Marlins. <laughs> Miami Marlins, they are a joke. So, yeah, baseball was fun. And basketball's fun. And Wimbledon's fun. I'm having fun. The weather's been good. I have my vape. Everything in life is good. Balance is restored. And I just love talking on the podcast, honestly. Like, we don't even have to talk about sports right now. I was thinking of other ideas to maybe put on the show, like maybe a sports game show or just an interview to get to know so. Like, you know, I want you guys to know a little more about me. You know, I know you guys know Jasmine, and she is sitting here. I brought her to New York City for the, for the podcast. I took her on a train, brought her through Grand Central, and she's 15, and she's sitting next to me. And I know you guys know her really well, She's famous, like, you know, she's famous because of this, and she's just, you know, a very popular dog, but I want you guys to know other people in my life, and so, I was thinking about interviewing my mom, she knows more than all of your moms about sports, it's not even close, the reason I love Wimbledon is because of my mom, she's an absolute genius when it comes to sports, she can name almost all 30 starting NFL quarterbacks, name another mom that could do that, and and football's not even her favorite sport. She'll be like, oh, Jordan, is Jared Dudley in the game right now? I'm like, mom, you're sick for saying that. Because no other mom knows who Jared Dudley is. And I love you. And I know why I'm like the way I am. It's because of you. I mean, not everyone has those amazing genes. I mean, Vlad Guerrero does. So maybe my mom just didn't know. She should have been like, not the next door spurt, but like the first Linda Hausman. Because she's awesome. And so, yeah, I, I am getting a little tired. I'm thinking I'm going to wrap things up soon. But it's been an awesome day, too, in the life. Like, I have the rest of my day ahead of me. I'm going to watch the All-Star game later. I hope everyone listens to this. I love my fans. Sometimes. Unless you're from Florida. Then fuck you. But most of my fans, I love you guys. You keep me going. And... I'll see you soon. There will be more podcasts. Day three in the life will be coming out next week. And I hope you guys just have a great day. See you later. But before I do leave, I would just like to announce we do have a special segment. We do 
have a special guest. And we do have more of A Day in the Life coming up next. So I hope you enjoy it. See you soon. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in this far. I'm really proud of you guys that you're able to listen to me this long. No one in my life really knows how to listen to me this long. They usually just tell me to fuck off and that they don't care about me, but it's all right. It's all right. But um, big news. We have our first special guest appearance. One of my close friends. It was hard for him to get here. He was just in Ireland for two weeks with his dad, and he heard about the podcast. He got the invitation and flew home on the spot. Sitting next to me is my friend. Michael Owens. How you doing today, Mike? Hey, Jordan. How are we? First time, long time. Yeah, so I did just get back from Ireland, and uh, it's been about two weeks since I've been home, and I think I'm finally sobering up. That's good to hear. I hope it's not the last time we're on the show, by the way. This seems like it could be a good thing going. Uh, I have a feeling it won't be the last time. Me too, man. So, the reason you're on the show today, to be honest, is because we're announcing, me and the directors of the Day of the Life, the producers, everyone up top, are announcing the first game show ever okay. on A Day in the Life. Well, it just so happens, Jordan. I am an absolute legend when it comes to game shows. There is not one that I can't win. How many game shows have you played in your life? Um, Probably all of them, with the exception of the crappy ones like Family Feud, Wheel of Fortune. Awful. So you played Deal or No Deal? De- Deal or No Deal is easy money. That's just cash. All right, well, I wish this game was as easy as Deal or No Deal, but it's not. It's not even close, Mike. And I don't know if you're ready. I think I'm ready. All right, well, slow down here a sec. Let me explain the rules for, you know, a minute or two. This could get a little personal, and I know you're okay with it. I'm okay with it. I know you signed the contract to put you on the show. It had a lot, but, you know, you take risk in your life, Mike. and I'm happy you're here. So, the two rules. The first rule is, well, first of all, let me start by saying this. I will ask you 10 questions. The first rule is you have five seconds to answer the questions. Okay. The second rule is if you're honest, you win. Okay. And you win a little surprise with me later. Don't worry. That sounds enticing. It does, Mike. It does. So you ready for the game to start? I think I'm ready. All right. We will start in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to five seconds in the life. Here with your host, Jordan Hasman, sitting next to me is my co-host, Jake. Our contestant today is Michael Owens. I am ready. Let's go. Michael, are you ready to win the surprise later? I'm more than ready. All right. The questions will start in three, two, one. Who was the first? Who was the 2009 World Series MVP? For what sport? Oh, World Series. Uh, 2009 World Series MVP was... Three, two... One. Eh. Next question. Oh, man. Damn, that's embarrassing coming from New York. Would you rather choke someone... Mike, listen. Would you rather choke someone while giving them pleasure or be choked while getting pleasured? Choke someone while giving the pleasure. You heard that, ladies. He's aggressive. All right, next question. Pick a QB to lead you to the Super Bowl, not named Tom Brady. Eli Manning. If I don't have Brady, then I need someone who can beat Brady, and the only one who can do that is Tom Brady, and I don't want to hear... Stop talking. Breaking the rules. You're breaking the rules. Next question. Best attribute you could find in a girl? Cares about me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next question. 
Being a Warriors fan, would you rather murder Steph Curry or Clay Thompson? Oh my god. <laughs> Three. I, I'd rather have two, Steph on the basketball team. One. I guess Clay. Damn. I love Clay. Murdering though. Clay. Next question. Would you rather fuck Sansa Stark or Daenerys? I'd rather fuck Sophie Turner, but I'd rather fuck Daenerys than Sansa Stark. Interesting answer. Would you rather look like Terry Crews or Peter Dinklage? <laughs> I already look like the white Terry Crews, so I might as I'm gonna go with Terry Crews. Alright. Last question, you ready? How many times have the Yankees won the World Series in your lifetime? In my lifetime, is it five? Ding, ding, ding. Show's over. Congrats, Mike. You did a good job. You did a good job. Uh, I don't know. Thank you. I tried. I tried. Tough game show. You were right, Jordan. No, no. deal or no deal here. It's not. It's not. So, Jake, how do you think you did? Solid. Not going to lie. He did pretty good for the first, you first know. First time. First time. It's his first time on the show also. First time in front of a mic, Mike. I'm, I'm, you're impressing me every single day. Thank you. So, man. let's go over your answers. Who okay. was the 2009... World Series MVP. I didn't even get an answer. Mike's answer was? Some zucchini lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not some zucchini lasagna, but his answer was nothing. Because he's pathetic. <laughs> because the 2009 World Series MVP is here. Mike, I'll give you the chance now. <laughs> Let's Mike, do it again. He's looking oh at me funny. God. Who is the 2009 World Who won the Who won the 2009 World Series? The Yankees. Oh, oh. he calls himself a Yankee fan. <laughs> All right, so who was the MVP? Oh my on God. the cover of all the newspapers, mm. every single one, 27th heaven, right on the cover. Not even from, I'll give you a hint. He's not from America. He's not from America. I'm struggling to die. I want to say Jorge Posada. Oh, oh my, my God. God. All right, done, done, done. Gross. It's I the just... Godzilla. <laughs> Hideki Matsui. All right. Oh my God. Calls himself a sports fan. fan. You are, you are. All right, all next right. question. No, I'll take that one. Next, next question. <laughs> I deserve it. <laughs> Alright, 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 alright. Next question. Would you rather choke someone while giving them pleasure or be choked while getting pleasured? Mike answered. Choke someone. <laughs> he, Mike answered, choke someone. Mike, you gotta tell us about that. <laughs> well, listen, I certainly like the ability to be able to breathe during sex, so I don't want to be choked. And from personal experience, I find giving the choking can provide some extra fun. He fucks guys. <laughs> All right, but ladies, if you heard him, he's pretty selfish, and he'd rather you not breathe than him not breathe. So, you know, take that as you want. Um, next question: Pick a QB to lead you to the Super Bowl, not named Tom Brady. His answer was Eli, followed by a long, arduous rant. I couldn't agree more, Mike. I mean, <laughs> if you wanted a quarterback right now to lead you in the Super Bowl. Who would you want over someone that's never lost in the Super Bowl? Someone lasagna. Someone who's never... Like, he's beaten Tom Brady before. It's like, I say not name Tom Brady. Maybe we could have named Brady, and I still might have picked Eli. That's how good he is. What do you think about that? That's exactly how I feel, is that if you would have given me the option to take Brady, would I have? No. And I know that so I said... It was an easy question for you. It's just an easy question. It was almost like, what quarterback is the best quarterback of all time? I would have said Eli again. Two... The number of Super Bowls he has. Zero. The number of Super Bowls he's lost. Oh my god. 
All right. I mean, I'm, I'm sure most of the audience agrees with the, that. I'm sorry we're taking so much time talking about the whole Eli Manning thing, but like you know, he's pretty well known as the goat. So it's universal. There. Next question. Mike was asked, "Best attribute you could find in a girl." He answered, "Cares about me." You know what, Mike? That hits me so hard at home. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for a girl to Someone care about me and real Mike, Mike. To care about me and just go to work every day and let me stay home because she knows how happy it makes me. Dude, is that what you want in a girl? I mean, I know that I think you hit it right on the head, Jordan. I would love for my girl to go out, make some money while I stay at home with the kids, making sure they have a good time. And my wife has some zucchini lasagna on the table ready for her when she gets home. Zucchini lasagna. And Mike, if you have a wife that cares about you that lets you stay home... And I have a wife that cares about me and lets me stay home. We could be home together and hang out. Exactly. And then our kids could hang out. And then make more, like, podcasts and trivia shows. Unbelievable. Do more activities and stuff. We could be the entertainment of the future. Ladies, you hear all of this. That's all I'll say. Um, next question. <laughs> Mike was asked, being a Warriors fan, if you don't know Mike... He's a huge Warrior fan. He's considered in my friend group the front runner of the friend group. We don't know when he became a Warriors fan. He didn't even like basketball until he was like 18. Um, Talk about game shows. The biggest loser right here. My goodness. Steph Curry brought me to the NBA. Guys, guys. I'm a Warriors fan. He's a big Steph Curry fan. So he was asked, would you rather murder Steph or Clay?" And he said, Clay. I completely disagree, Michael. Completely. Clay is an amazing guy. Steph is a spoiled little brat. Disagreed. See, like, he has a couple of kids, but you know what? You got to murder him. <laughs> you got to murder him and his kids. Steph just, he finally had a boy. <laughs> and his kids, He He finally had a boy, Steph Curry, because he doesn't have the super sperm that LeBron has to have two boys right off the bat ready to go. Steph had to keep having kids until he had a boy. Mike, you have the genes that you're going to have only girls, too. It's scary. If I was in the NBA, I think I'd be Clay Thompson. But with that being said, I'd have to kill him because Steph Curry is just better for the Warriors. I mean, I guess you could say that because he's a two-time unanimous MVP, but there's something about Steph that throws everyone off. Um, So the next question I asked you was, would you rather fuck Sansa Stark or Daenerys? You answered... Sansa? I did not answer Sansa. This is is, uh, Jake's first day on the job. He did not answer Sansa. Jake's really struggling out here. It's kind of holding me and Mike back, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Mike, what did you answer to that? I answered Sophie Turner, which wasn't a choice. She's the actress that plays Sansa Stark, but if we're talking strictly Game of Thrones, then I'd rather fuck Daenerys Targaryen, <laughs> Breaker of Chains, Mother of Dragons, than whiny little Sansa Stark. To me, I, I mean, I, I heard Sophie Turner doesn't have the red hair in real life. But then I also heard that Daenerys has this, like, shortcut, like, Ellen DeGeneres vibe going. Type hair too. It's just too short for me. But she's so sexy in the show, Daenerys. Like, I, oh, my God, I can't. It's, like, insane. It's, I feel like it's the only people Mother, reason people watch the show. Mother's but dragons. if I had to pick between them two, I'd probably pick Sansa Stark. Wow. Redheads forever. I will I always be on that wave. Redheads are definitely... They're crazy, man. I agree there. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone does. It's a, it's a special breed of us. All right. Next question. I asked Mike. Would you rather look like Terry Crews or Peter Dinklage? Mike answered. Terry Crews. Sadly. 
got anything to say about that. I mean, you're just roasting Peter Dinklage for being a midget. <laughs> I wouldn't say I was. Is that why you don't want to be Peter Dinklage? That's what I heard. I pretty much heard I don't like midgets. Yep. We're talking strictly body type. Then I'm gonna go with Terry Crews. I mean, the question was, would you rather look, look like, like not body type? Who said up anything about body? type? You could still feel the same. <laughs> exactly. It was like my looking like. I wouldn't mind being Peter Dinklage in Terry Crews's body. I would still look like. Terry I mean, Cruz. Peter Dinklage in Terry Crews's body is like the next president. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about Seriously, that. He's a though. genius. I feel like. I watch all those videos of him at Game of Thrones, and he's sitting there, like, salty as shit because he thinks he's smarter than all the writers. <laughs> but, yeah, he should have been on the throne. Um, how many times have the Yankees won the World Series in your lifetime? Mike answered, five. The real answer is they won in 1998, which is when we were born, but was Mike alive? When's your birthday? Mike, tell the audience. August 25th. So, Mike, you were alive when they won in 98. They won... In 99, they won in 2000, they lost in 2001, they lost in 2003, they won in 2009. So, the answer is four. That was it, that was just four. Mike got five, and you know what, I'll give him a little credit, but not really at all after the whole Hideki Matsui thing. I mean, like, none of, was... none of us really remember, you know, Joe Torre pulling back Derek Jeter so fucking Gonzalez could hit a little blooper over his head to lose the World Series against the Diamondbacks. No mm-hmm. one remembers us beating Piazza in the Subway Series, mm-hmm. but Mike was close, and wow, that wraps up the show. It was a great time. It was actually a great time. Mike... Thank you for being on. Thank you for having me. So all of you that are from around the world tuning in to 5 Seconds in the Life, thank you for listening. And this won't be the last time we are doing this game. This game will be on every podcast. I hope you are ready for it. Thank you all for listening.